Welcome to Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being at a part of the show today. We are going to have a great show for you today. As usual, in the house, we have Rico on the boards. And as well, we have the one and only Howard sitting down, making sure things are directed right. How are you doing, Howard? Hey. All right. Great to see you. Great to see you. Great to see you. And Stuart is pushing buttons all over the place. Anyhow, sorry for this minor few seconds start. We had some issues, some internet issues, but we are back. Anyhow, folks, we're going to have a great show for you today. Before I get started, and I try to start every day with this request, and that is for all of you who have the wherewithal to go to kpft.org to keep us on air by hitting that donate button. I know it's a difficult way to start the show, but I'm going to always start it as a community radio station to say, folks, please make sure that we are a supported station, that we can bring you the type of information that we're going to bring you, that we constantly bring you all of the times. Uh, you know, uh, the, sh- the title of the show today is Lobbyist Scared as Bernie Takes Over Senate's Health, Education, Labor, and Pension Committee. Subtitle is Committees are the place to expose or ignore the misdoings of companies and organizations. It is no wonder that corporate lobbyists are scared that Bernie will direct the committee they need. Because it is through committees that things happen. Uh, folks, remember this is a call-in show. You can get to us and be online by dialing 713-526-5738. 713-526-5738. And hit the number 2 to get on air. I want you guys to remember that in as much as I always come prepared on this show with an essay that we're going to talk about, that we're going to discuss, this is your show. And as such, you can call in, ask anything, provide any kind of information. We are civil here and we love to hear every point of view. So give us a call, 713-526-5738. You know, earlier today, one of, and before I get into the subject, because this really got to me, right? Uh, A friend of mine, uh, actually, she's on the board. She sent a... um, she sent a story that um, that said, sorry, GDP, there are other ways to measure a nation's worth. A country real wealth lies in its equality, environment, and happiness, which is so important for us to realize. You know, I remember um, whenever I'm talking about Medicare for all or whenever I'm talking about uh, social security or making sure people or uh, people have the wherewithal to be taken, that they can take care of themselves, the wherewithal to allow them to take care of themselves. People always say, well, you know, that's going to cost too much, et cetera. And, and when, when I bring in suggestions or when we progressives bring in su- suggestions, um, they would make comments like, well, we can't afford that. Or look at all the great things we've built in society, skyscrapers, downtown Houston's free, free ways, all these things to which I always say, and how much of it can you use? In other words, uh, many of us build a whole lot of very expensive things for very few people. Have you been to any of those beautiful skyscrapers that we've built lately? So the point is, the story said GDP is not the only way to measure things. And I, I gave another example when I replied to her friend and I said, do you know 
that let's say in America, a prosthesis, let's say you needed a prosthesis for your leg or your arm or something, it may cost three, four, five thousand dollars, right? And that same prosthesis in, in India may cost three hundred dollars. So uh, that that prosthesis in America added five thousand dollars to the GDP in America, but it only added Two hundred and fifty or five hundred dollars to the GDP in in India, and then we beat ourselves, we beat our our chests, and say how great we are because our GDP is so large compared to the GDP of these other countries. When it is that things cost less in that other country, and product, I mean, it's it's all relative, right? Figure, go calculate how they calculate GDP and you'll see what I'm talking about. So that's an important thing. So when she sent me this this uh, Wired article, I said, you know what? I'm going to mention that on air because I want people to understand that rich, being rich, being wealthy has some interesting dynamics that one should realize. It's not one for one. We have to understand how these things work to know what our relative wealth is. And if you want to know about happiness and where people who seem to have less money but are much more happy, check out the Scandinavian countries and ask yourself why, and you can actually see why. Anyhow, <clears throat> telephone number 713-526-5738, 713-526-5738. Give us a call to discuss. Don't wait till the end of the show when I don't have enough time to speak to you. And remember, you can change the subject at will. Anyhow, title again, Lobbyist Scared as Bernie Takes Over Senate's Health, Education, Labor, and Pension Committee. Subtitle, Committee or uh, committees are the place to expose or ignore the misdoings of companies and organizations. It is no wonder that corporate lobbyists are scared that Bernie will direct the committee they need. All right. Last night, I read the politi- Politico article titled, Not Business as Usual, Health Lobbyist Brace for Bernie Sanders, which brought a huge smile to my face because... You know, Bernie's my guy. I really like Bernie because Bernie talks about the things that everybody needs, wants. And we're not talking handouts. Anytime we talk about progressive values, folks love to think that progressives just want to give handouts. That's not what it is at all. We want equitable distribution of the resources of the country. In other words, we don't want anybody taking over, or rather, we don't want anybody taking advantage of somebody else. As an example, you know, if you go to Pasadena, Texas, we have a lot of hard workers in those big tanks, and they're cleaning it. Some of them are risking their lives in those. Some of them have died because of fumes in these tanks that they clean. Yet, their salaries relative to the CEO who profits on their labor is so much greater. We have to find the type of equity that allows people to earn commensurate with what they do for the success of everybody else. That president of that company doesn't do much. He has a title, but he doesn't do much. Uh, that person working in the tank, maybe he didn't direct how the corporation or the company worked as a whole, but he did much. And that person who directs everything, yes, as a conductor, does he deserve to make more than, let's say, the person cleaning the tank? Because he's running the whole thing, yeah, but does he deserve to make 353 times more? Not at all. 
And those are the things that progressives fight about. Anyhow, fight for. I shouldn't say fight about. Fight for. So, that article brought a big smile to my face. Senator Bernie Sanders will lead the Senate Health, Education, Labor, and Pension Committee. He will determine what to highlight in the healthcare industry. And there is much to highlight to the American people. There's much for them to see in what we have done to the healthcare system in America. We have turned every single one of your bodies into a cog for a few. In other words, they use your body to make money. They don't heal you for the sake of healing you. They don't heal you because of some benevolent feeling. They heal you if they can for a buck. But guess what else? If they can't heal you, the healthcare industry is a hell of an industry. You go into a hospital and you get killed in a hospital by bad surgery, you still got to pay. Your, your illness is fixed, you still got to pay. Why do you think they fight so hard for healthcare? It's one of those industries where success is not necessarily determined by success. Financial success in the financial sphere can actually have little to do with healthcare success. You know, as an engineer, if I built a bridge that fell down, I'll end up in jail or I'll be fired and not paid. In, 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 in the healthcare industry, if you're sick and you're not healed, you still pay. You have dead people still paying your bills. Anyhow. He will determine what to highlight in the healthcare industry, and there is much to highlight for the American people. The article, first few paragraphs, said it all. It goes as follows Healthcare lobbyists representing insurers, drug makers, and a range of powerful industry interests are stealing themselves for a Senate chair immune to their usual charms. Bernie Sanders. So they're scared. Bernie Sanders. Their charm won't work there. The Vermont Independent is set to take over the Senate's Health, Education, Labor, and Pension Committee next month. Leading the panel gives the Medicare for All proponent oversight authority over some of his policy priorities, drug pricing, workers' rights and income inequality, and student and medical debt. But... Sanders' well-chronicled antagonism toward lobbyists has some concern they'll be unable to blunt criticism of their clients' profits or corporate executive salaries. They are anxious Sanders might seek to revive policies like importing drugs from Canada and other nations, an idea loathed by drug makers. Why do you think they loathe them? Because they gouge Americans. Other countries don't allow the drug companies to come into their country and steal the well-being of their citizens. We do. We go ahead and allow these guys to take all our money at whatever costs, whatever the market will bear, because you're sick, you want the drug. Lobbyists also worry they'll struggle to get get traction on any push to make changes to a drug discount program involving pharmaceutical companies and hospitals or revisit uh, association health plans after a Trump-era rule 
around them was voided. Again, here's the deal. Um, It always irks me what we pay for drugs, not because they're so darn high, but because it is so darn unfair. Because we pay for drugs in this country twice. We pay for drugs as taxpayers inventing the drug, and then we pay the high costs of drug companies lying to us and saying the prices are high because we have to have research and development, which is a lie. They spend more money on marketing and misinforming you than they spend on research and development because guess who pays a lot for research and development? You do. Your taxpayer money goes into the NIH. Your taxpayer dollars go into grants to universities that develop these drugs. And when these drugs seem like they have potential, when these drugs seem like they will be successful, then and only then will many of these corporations say, ah, we can invest in these drugs now because we can see that we're going to make a killing. You remember last week, we spoke about the Alzheimer drugs, butorin or whatever it's called, and they were charging over $56,000 a year to administer a drug that has not proven to work, but that because of collusion or likely collusion with our FDA, went ahead and released it on on tepid-type results, right? As, As I always say, we are going to talk about these and we're going to have solutions. We don't only want to talk about problems. We also want to talk about solutions. But before I continue with the article, I want you guys to give us a call. What's your thoughts? 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. I would love to hear your commentary. I would love to hear your thoughts on Bernie taking over uh, the committee. I would love to hear your thoughts on your own health care. Do you have Medicare? Do you have Medicaid? What are you working on? I'd love for us to do all of that because that is how things work. 713-526-5738. Let me just say one thing. Many of you have a tendency to wait till the end and to give me a call. Uh, don't do that. Please go ahead and give us a call right away. All lines are currently open. I have a lot of talk about that I much prefer to, you know, I can speak for the whole darn hour, but I much prefer to have some input from those who are listening to the program. All right. Lobbyists also worry they'll struggle to get traction on any push to make changes to a drug discount program involving pharmaceutical companies and hospitals or revisit association health plans or Trump era uh, uh, programs that they voided, right? This will not be business as usual for K Street. It will be harder for companies to get in and take and make a case, said Micheline Crowell, a lobbyist at lobbying and public affairs firm S3 Group, who served as Sanders' chief of staff for more than five years. The culture in office is one where lobbyists are mistrusted and they are more likely to discount what they hear directly from companies, which they should. According to the article, the lobbyists are seeking ways in which they can get around Sanders. They will attempt to game the system corruptly. And how will they do that? Well, it's right there. Multiple lobbyists 
representing health insurance, pharmaceutical companies, providers, and health systems told Politico they are going to have to, listen to this, bank shot their advocacy to get their message across. What does that mean? It means lobbying other lawmakers on the committee and getting into the ears of progressive policymakers and left-leaning organizations. So here's what they're saying there. That's, that one paragraph says a lot, right? It says a lot, and, and, and folks don't read between the lines. Look at who they're targeting. It says they know that uh, Bernie as a progressive will have the ears of progressive organizations who are coming up with policies for health care, et cetera, to make your life better, to ensure that you have good health care, to ensure that, that when you really need a stent in your heart, you can get a stent, to ensure that if you need your gallbladder removed now, you don't have to wait 10 weeks for it, right? They, they want to make sure to get to those organizations pushing that. So what are they going to do? They're going to bank shot it. And what exactly does bank shotting mean? Bank shotting mean that I am going to collude with them. Somehow I am going to indoctrinate them, brainwash them into believing something. And since Bernie has the ears of these organizations, that is what I'm going to do. Okay, that is what I will do. We got to be very, very careful with this, folks. Let's go ahead and have um, uh, uh, Ray and... Look, let me say, guys... All of this is by design. Ray, come on in, sir. Ray, you're on. Hey, Egberto. Talk to me, my brother. Yeah, man, I'm really excited about this news you just disclosed uh, that Bernie Sanders is going to be handling all these different aspects. You know, one thing I got to say about Bernie Sanders, and uh, this is a little off topic, but, um, you know, we always talk about how undemocratic the senate is yes. but in a sense for bernie sanders because of where he uh has been serving you know he's been able to stay in the senate as long as he has but i know if he was, if he was in another community that was more you know diverse yeah uh-huh. then he probably would not have served as long but brother bernie sanders has always spit the truth when it came to what really is important in this country in order to make this a utopia. And one of those things is healthcare. If I could share with you, you know, my vision of what would make America a utopia. Please share it, sir. Yeah. I mean, like if you get cancer Mm -hmm. and you find out that the medicine that you need, you know, is life saving, you know, you shouldn't have to, be anxious about the price tag right. of the, ma- the medicine. There's medicine for people taking that people get for cancer. That's three thousand dollars for pills. Yes, this is life saving medicine, but they want to slap a three thousand dollar price tag on it just to see if you'll pay it. Exactly, exactly. I, I agree oh. with that utopia you're talking about. Let me tell you, um, I did an interview, and David, I'm coming to you next. But I did an interview, Ray. That with a with a guy that lived in the United States for a long time, but he moved back to Canada when he retired because of the healthcare system in Canada, and and uh, he he's a he's an engineer as well. We were at Netroots Nation, and he said, uh, "What's interesting in Canada is when you go to Canada and you register, right? You get a health insurance card." 
And every health insurance card, you go ahead and you go to your primary, you get checked out, your primary refers you to whatever specialist you got to go to, etc. Most of the times, unlike the lies that you hear here, uh, the wait time is no greater than the wait times we have in the United States of America. In fact, the wait time in the United States of America many times is a lot, much longer than the wait times in Canada because of the arcane way we institute HMOs, etc., and who you can go to, etc. So he said the 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 the, the most the, yeah it, it's we have we we are the ones that and ration healthcare that horrible exactly exactly and here's the deal what he said Ray he said it's it's foreign to them to ask the question what is this going to cost it's foreign to them because your healthcare is taken care of out of ta- and it's not free healthcare it's healthcare that we as a society pay in taxes and because we all have one large risk pool it is lower in cost than anything that can be offered in the united states because our risk pool is done in such a manner that wealthy owners of insurance companies and hospitals etc they make money off of your bodies and that money instead in Canada is reinvested right into more health care for more people. And that is what people fail to understand, Ray. That is what it's they fail to understand. It really is. And, and the same people who are saying we don't have the money to pay for it are probably the same people. And, and, and I just want to put a disclaimer on this because I know you got some listeners that are very passionate about that. But I am not just like you saying that we should just let Ukraine go. But it is interesting that they find $40 billion for a war. But when it comes to the American people and our needs, oh, it's like, we don't have it. We don't know where to find uh, you, you, the money. You hit the nail you know? on the head. I, we covered that last week, in fact, Ray. And, and yeah, in, in fact, a caller called in, thought that I was against the, the Ukrainians. And by the way, welcome aboard Maywood on the Internet. Uh, I was not against the you know helping Ukrainians not let somebody else come and invade their territory. But I'm saying just as easy as it was to find money to pay the defense industrial complex to help Iraq, I mean, to help Ukraine, we could have found the money to take care of the water problem in uh, in in in, in uh, Jackson, Mississippi, and in yeah. uh, and el- in elsewhere. In Jackson, yeah. When it seems like when it's it's time to help our fellow Americans, and let's be honest, Egberto, our black fellow Americans, our fellow Americans in the poor sector, right? When it comes time to help them. There's no money. But when it comes time to help somebody else, we got to send this money right now. Exactly. Right away. Ray? I'm going to wrap on this. Thank you, my brother. Look, let me tell you, thank you for calling. Thank you for listening. Please remember to tell everybody about us. And I'm going to run off to David now. Thank you so kindly, Ray. You have a wonderful rest of your day, okay? All right, David, come on in. Hey, McBurgle. Yes, sir. Talk to me. Uh, you, what you started off your show with talking about the uh, countries like Scandinavia and uh, yes. how they're, they're, well, I don't know if you've ever heard of this name, but I think it was about maybe 10 or 15 years ago, I was listening to a show on KPFT, mm-hmm. and they, uh, I think it was called The Time of Useful Consciousness. Okay. And the woman did, she played a, a, a talk by this fellow named Stephen Bezrushka. Mm-hmm. What Stephen Bezrushka, he worked, he was a doctor 
working for a university in Washington State, mm -hmm. and these guys did what they did was something like a three. Uh, I think it was about a three-year study. What their study in, involved was was uh, examining all of the factors that uh, that established for quality of life in, mm -hmm. in a society. Yes, and what they and then they they looked at the at the countries with greater disparity of wealth as opposed to ones with a lesser disparity of wealth. Mm -hmm. and, as, and, and concerning the issues of quality of life and what his, the result of his research indicated that, and this is what he basically said, ultimately said, the countries that, that were, where the uh, disparity was less, everybody does better when everybody does better. Ah, you let me tell you something, brother. You hit the nail on the head. And that is, you know, yesterday, it, it, it is funny because yesterday I, I had to do, believe it or not, the politics, my, my internet politics done right yesterday was done out of my car <laughs> because I couldn't get, I couldn't get, uh, get to my studio in time. So I went ahead and ran it through Restream. And Tori, I'm coming to you next. Restream it to, uh, from there. And, uh, one of the, you know, I had my daughter in the car and she, was going through all the chat chat messages and one of the guys said something about you know how we are going to you know uh, he, he kind of became an individualist right and I explained to him that even if he has his his, his, his uh, place of where he can grow his own food and all of that when chaos comes out, it doesn't really matter because the stronger person is coming to take what's yours. So therefore, we have to, while things are not bad, we have to start making, in effect, what you're just saying. We have to make everybody happy. We have to make everybody do well enough so that they don't think they have to, the animal in, in every human doesn't have to come out to survive, if you will. And right now in America, we are, there, there are several communities in America. And this is not, I'm not talking on an ethnic level or anything like that. I'm talking several communities in, in America. You see, I am trying to make, uh, let folks understand that our humongous problem, and a lot of people differ with me, it's a, it's a class problem it's a the wealthy ripping off everybody else kind of problem that I'm trying to let folks realize that it is. When we figure that out, we'll start having the kinds of policies that make the lives of every American citizen and every world citizen that is better. Continue, David, and then we'll have to move on to Tari. I have a few more things to say. Uh, as the people in the Senate that I trust, I can think of three names right off the top of my head. Bernie, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Bernie Sanders, Warren, Elizabeth Warren, and, and Sheldon Whitehouse. Uh, I love Sheldon. Sheldon, I, I met Sheldon in uh, in in uh, Rhode, not Rhode Island. What's the name of that? Actually, yeah, Rhode Island. Port. I met. Yeah, he's a senator from Rhode Island. Absolutely, I yeah. met I met him in Rhode Island when we had our Netroots Nation there, and I actually I think yeah. I may have an interview with him. In fact, but I'll check it out. Thank you so kindly, David, for calling in. Okay. Okay. Can, I, can I say one more thing? Yeah, absolutely, sir. You know, yes. Uh, you talked about about people working in refineries. Yes, well, sir. I had two. I have. I've had two opportunities working for a temporary labor service mm -hmm. to do confined space work at refineries. Right. And let me tell you something. I worked for. Uh, in 1980, when I first got to Houston, there was this temporary labor service. It was called it was called Industrial Labor Services. Mm -hmm. They sent me to a job in Port Arthur, Texas, yes. working for Gulf Oil. Yes, and we were we were inside a refactoring tower 
chipping the brick out of a refractoring container. Yes. And they put us in there. They gave us no information at all. Just handed us these, these handheld jackhammers connected to a air airline, and they said, you get in there and chip out all this brick out of this thing. We had no masks, no safety equipment, nothing. That's what well, I'm talking about. You put your two, body at risk. Okay. In 2000, in year 2000, I was working for this company called Labor Ready. Mm-hmm. They sent me to a job. Actually, I worked for a few jobs for them, but this one job, it was for this company called Phillips Service, and we, we were uh, we were inside a 300... Kind of wrap it up from here, David. Well, well, we went... There's this place called Houston Area Safety, Houston Area Contractors Safety Council. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go to work for an oil company, what do you do? Confined space work or any other kind of work, you have to take this six or seven hour course, I think it is, Thank from, this, you. from this safety council. And, and, and they, uh, now they have, they have the specific information to show you what all the safety protocols on a, in an oil refinery are. And nobody, whether you work for an oil refinery or a uh, contract, Contractor or one of these labor services, you can't work on that refinery until you pass there you the, go. That cert- that regulations work. Regulations yeah. work. Thank you, my brother, for calling. And you, you keep listening and you keep calling. Okay, sir? Have a wonderful day. All right, Tori, come on in, my brother. Hey, Egberto. This is about, you know, sort of the, the mechanics behind the for-profit healthcare industry. Yes. Uh, what keeps it uh, funded and perpetuates it. And so, basically... Uh, a lot of people recognize as big, you know, e- evildoers, uh, hospitals, pharmacy industry, uh, insurance industry, as people that are just sucking up all the money. But uh, as uh, we know, uh, people with a lot of disposable income to invest tend to invest in their own industry. Mm-hmm. In Houston, folks that work, you know, in mid-management in the oil industry, they tend to invest in the oil industry. Right. And it's like that in most industries. People want to invest in businesses that, you know, they have a that lot they of know about. Right. And so uh, the biggest investors in hospitals, in the pharmacy industry, in the in much of the insurance industry are doctors. Mm-hmm. And the AMA, which is basically the lobby for the doctors, that is the biggest lobby. It's bigger than the insurance or the pharma lobby or the oil lobby. It's the AMA. It's these doctors. And they've got a lot of disposable income to invest. And so these, uh, when we're, you know, the hospitals and pharmacy industry, they're like the heat shield. I mean, they take all the heat for these doctors. And doctors aren't bad people, but they have a very, very strong lobby. I, I, I want to do a little bit of pushback on you, Tori. Well, let me finish my point. Sure, go ahead. Uh, that they're akin because you know I'm a history guy. Yeah, yeah go ahead. These are akin. These are akin to the uh, medieval uh, guilds. You know, going from the Middle Ages into the Renaissance, the first you know highly skilled labor organized into guilds, and you know they had a capture on you know their industry, and they were very they kept their clo- their cards close to their chest. They didn't they didn't want to share that well. You know, they wanted to make money, and uh, so. Anyway, that's where I'm going. Okay, that's, stop that's for a second. Point. Stop for a second. Let me let me tell you where I want to push back on you. While you are absolutely right about the AMA having, in fact, the AMA is responsible largely as well for us not having uh, Medicare for all, etc. But do remember yeah, that precisely. the yeah, but do remember that the nursing association does support it. Do realize that we also have a large plurality of doctors that support Medicare for all, and do realize as well that while uh, doctors may 
want doctors I consider workers they they actually earn their monies they, what we put them through for uh, for college etc their investment I can understand wanting some recovery however the the pharmaceutical industry the hospital industry that do very little real innovation are really, and, and, and I, I don't call them heat shields. I call them the mass of the culprit because if we regulate them, let them doctors invest somewhere else. But I'm saying, these guys are not heat shields. These guys are viciously evil. I'm, so I, yeah. I just want to correct I'm that point. I'm pointing out the contradiction. I got you. Know, you. The, you know, the major investors in this yeah. industry, which is evil, are not evil people. Right. And, you know, they're just investors. I, I, I got you, brother. I got you. But anyway, Tori, I got one other call. Anything else you want to say real quickly? That's it. Thank you, brother. Time. You keep calling, keep sure. listening, and thank you for being out here. All right. All right, Susan, come on in, my dear friend. I just want to correct that point. Oh, turn the radio down. Susan. Okay, Susan, turn the radio down and come on on, on the phone, please. All right. Are you there? Hi. Hi. Come on yes. in, Susan. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. All right. Well, I'm in my car as well, so. No problem, <laughs> I Susan. Just, I hope you can hear me well. I hear you um, very well. I'm Good. I just wanted to say I am absolutely elated to hear that Bernie is in charge of all of these areas because I trust him. I've trusted him for years, and he has only done the best. He has the United States people uh, uh, in, in his hands. He is for their highest good. Those people with money get scared because... And, uh, but he he has been there. He has been poor. His parents were poor. He has seen both sides. And I, I trust him. I trust him with my life. You so know, I'm very happy to hear that. Okay, let me take my host hat off for one second here. I was actually a Bernie delegate out of Texas in Philadelphia. So, yes, I, 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 I have a bias towards Bernie, but my bias is not based on some, uh, some imaginary thing. The bias is based on exactly what you just said, Susan, that he cares about people. And if I have to drop my host, my host, uh, host nest, if you will, to come and say, yes, that is one guy I absolutely support because he wants what's good for everybody that's listening to this show right now. That's exactly what I got to do. What else you would like to add, Susan? Um, I also loved Ralph Nader for the same reason. Well, you know, Ralph, was, yeah, go ahead. Well, he, he, he made some um, points and like seat belts yes. and other things like that for people's safety you know, helmets when you're on a motorcycle. And, there, you know, people have opinions about that, and I understand it. But it was for the safety of all, and and I just supported him as well. You know, uh, it's interesting, Susan, because um, you went to – it's amazing how you just said what you just said because you sort of gave a, a corollary to what you're saying. A lot of people think – other. look, let me tell you. When somebody in, – in a, in a society where we all pay insurance, where we all pay these bills, if we if, – if everybody lives a laissez-faire life and, you know, you are in a motorcycle without, uh, without helmets or you are, you're in a car without seatbelts, you can feel it's about your freedom. I feel about it as it's about my cost because I have to pay 
for your uh, for for you not wanting to abide by standards most of us agree to live by. So I mean, we have to as a society. I think we have to learn that we give up some freedom for the best of us all. I mean, to, for the, for the, for all of us to have a better life. And, uh, so that's why, yes, I support Ralph Nader. Seat belts have saved more people than, and, and it hasn't taken away the freedom of anybody. Likewise, helmets, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I am with you there. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful rest of your day, Suzanne. You do, and thank you for your show. Thank you, ma'am. All right, continue with the program, uh, I mean, with the article. And by the way, if I don't get through with the article, because like I said, I take a bias towards our callers. 713-526-5738. All lines are currently open again. 713-526-5738. Hit the number two to get on in. Hit the number two after you call. 713-526-5738. And by the way, if you want to get to the newsletter, all, all every show that I do has a corresponding newsletter. I cover more than what I have in a newsletter on the show, but you can actually see the digested stuff for the show on the newsletter at politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. Again, that is politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. Um, continuing with the, the article, which was titled... Um, Health uh, lobbyist scared as Bernie takes over Senate's Health, Education, Labor, and Pension Committee. I'm at the part of the articles where I say, according to the why, why are lobbyists more scared than normal? Send oh, that's not where I was. I was at according to the article, the lobbyists are seeking ways in which they can get around Sanders. So they talked about. Throwing bank shots, meaning they're going to talk to lobbyists. I mean, they're going to talk to progressive organizations and try to get these progressive organizations to listen to them. And here's what they said. Lobbyists said another strategy could be working to insert favorable provisions into larger bills. You know, the bills that they claim nobody's going to read. Lean on the panel's House counterpart, the Energy and Commerce Committee, or go to Senator Patty Murray of Washington, who is stepping down as health committee chair to head the Senate Appropriations Committee. So they have all these tricks up their sleeves that they want to do to get around Bernie. They're going to try to get some little inserts into bills that Bernie doesn't control. They're going to try to talk to progressive organizations so that if they brainwash the progressive organizations, just maybe Bernie would listen to them. But I mean, it's not like Bernie has ever changed his stance on, I support what is good for America. Yeah, I support what's good for America. Yo quiero lo que es bueno para mi país. I want what's good for my country. Okay, that's who Bernie Sanders has always been. So, why are lobby? And by the way, again, call 713-526-5738 if you want to add to the discussion. Hit the number two to get on air. 713-526-5738. Hit the number two to get on air. Why are lobbyists more scared than normal? Senator Bill Cassidy a Republican pseudo-populist is the ranking Republican on that committee, on Bernie's committee. And what does he say? Does corporate, uh, does corporate America have to worry? Of course they do, he added. Between a populist Republican like Bill Cassidy and a left-wing chairman like Sanders, they'll have plenty of anti-corporate areas of mutual interest. I want to stop there. I want to stop there. Why is Bernie a left-wing uh, chairman? 
Why, why do they want to make it seem like he's just somewhere in left field? What is it that Bernie Sanders supports? What is it that uh, um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez supports? What, it is that, what is it that Ilan Omar supports? What, I notice I'm calling out all the main the, the progressives that, that, uh, th- that folks like to call left-wing radicals. Ilan Omar, Rashida Talib, uh, Ayanna Presley. These are people that solely want one thing, for Americans to have good health care, family leave, a good environment where they can breathe and not get cancer for the things that they're, from the things that they're breathing in, making sure we have good child care. What's, what is it that's wrong with wanting that, people? We can afford it. Not only can we afford it, our productivity dictates that we should have it. What makes those people left-wing? You have allowed, those of you who think these people are left-wing crazies, you guys have allowed the plutocracy to indoctrinate you into believing that something that is good for you is somehow left-wing and bad. Think about that, folks. How crazy does these people have to be in the head, in the mind, to be able to convince you that things that are good for you ain't good for you? Think about that. That's a silly statement, right? Things that are good for you aren't good for you. We bought that. We bought that. Look at our elections. We constantly allow them to fool us. We believe the crap the news tell us about increase in crime. There's no, we, we, we believe the news when they tell us that somehow our current health care, that Medicare for all would cost more. It's a mathematical impossibility. I repeat it's a mathematical impossibility. If we know, and it, and it doesn't even take differential equations. I used to hate differential equations in my engineering classes. I didn't like DFEQ, and I didn't like calculus two, or actually calculus three. But we don't even need that level of arithmetic when it comes to healthcare. It's addition, subtraction, division, and multiplication. That's the only level of math you need to know that tells you Medicare for all, it is impossible for Medicare for all to be more expensive than our current health care system. And any, any doctor, not doctor, doctors are usually benevolent, but any capitalist doctor, any executives in a healthcare company, any executive in, a, in, in an insurance company, I invite you to come and sit next to me for a civil discussion on the price of healthcare and what it costs people and how it is administered. I mean, any one of you who would love to have that discussion, I would invite you to visit here at KPFT so that the audience can hear all sides of the argument, or I should say of the discussion. Because let me tell you, and I'll say it without, without fear, the health industrial complex are terrorists to the American people. And I don't say that lightly. I do not say that lightly. 
I've seen it with my own kid who's had two strokes. I've seen it with my mother-in-law who's had a stroke and had to be in the hospital. I've seen it with friends who are paying, well, some of them who are paying over $100,000 for their health care the medicines that they have to do for their health care, that doesn't cost that. That if you were in India, would cost you so little. That if you were in, 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 in uh, Norway, it would cost you zero. If you were in Canada, it would cost you zero. But we take your wealth away. The parasites of the industry. So I would love any one of these corporate execs to have a seat and we'll have a civil conversation. I'll be very kind in as, as we speak. But I want you to justify the thievery that you've effected on the American people. Because you are thieves. And I don't say that lightly. You are legal thieves. Because our government, who you paid off, have allowed you to legally rip the citizens of the United States off. I would love for you to come and have a chat. Because you are parasites. You have not earned your worth. You have not earned it. I, and America, this, I say this out of love, by the way, for Americans, not for the thugs, not for the thieves. Alistair, come on in. Uh, let's see. Okay. Noon is going to come. Okay. All right, let's see. Uh, no one is going to... Anyway, let, let's go ahead, folks. And <laughs> Yeah, you can let her in. It's, it's okay. You can let her in. Uh, Alistair, come on in, my friend. Hey, brother. Nobody's coming. Oh, this is my brother. I mean, my sister, Alistair. How you doing, uh, sis yes, Alistair? Sir. I am blessed, brother. I'm blessed. How is Conroe? Is, I, did you like that temperature that came in today? Oh, my goodness, brother. It is delicious outside. I know. I know, I know. Anyhow, let me ask you this, Alistair. You think they're going to take yeah. the offer up? Heavens no. And, you know... I'm going to tell you why. Yes, tell me why, Alistair. the truth is brought forward in light. Yes. And when the light is shown on something, only the truth can be seen. And they want to keep us in the dark as long as they can. You have that right. And by the way, Alistair, I haven't gotten around to send out all my thank yous yet, but I just want to tell you, thank you for being a great PDR supporter, my dear, beautiful lady. Hey, brother, you know what? Your work is important and it needs to be out there. And I'm trying to rally the troops along with you. Well, look, I appreciate that. Anything I can do. I appreciate that. It's going to take all of us. And, you know, I mean, a lot of people, you know, Alice, I want, I want to have a little chat with you since you're calling in like this. I want to tell you this. Sure. A lot of people think this. A lot of people, when, whenever, you know, I, I hear, I, I tell you, this guy that, that comes and visits me all the time, I looked at him and I said, you know, this is what I dedicated my life to now doing this kind of work, et cetera. And he said, yeah. stop it, stop it. Go make some money. You, you're, you can make all this money. And I'm like, brother. You don't get it. You have a certain amount of life on this, this earth. And you, you yeah. ask yourself the question, how best can one serve to make things better? You know what? Don't, Alison, don't you feel better when, you, when you're helping out somebody? I do. You know? I do. And, and, and you know. Absolutely. And, and most, I know that it makes, I also know that it makes my God smile. Yes. 
And yeah. if that makes him happy, that makes my life happy. Yeah. And I am wholeheartedly, people will know I'm a Christian by my love. There you go, my girl. Let me tell you something else, though. I'm t- I tell you this. What I try to tell people, right, is, look, um, they, th- those that take advantage of us depend on us running out of steam. They depend on yeah. us giving up. I will never give up. You will never give up. And we will make sure and continue speaking the word to anybody that will listen. And you know what? It's slow. This didn't happen overnight. The, the, no, the, the rates on hell- built in a day. Exactly. And we can't conquer this evil exactly. in a day. Exactly. Exactly. That's what but we're talking about. We will about. be a light to shine in the darkness to bring the truth forward. Absolutely so. Absolutely so. How was how was your um, New Year's? I didn't ask you about that. Did you oh, have a good New Year's? The New Year's was wonderful. It was quiet. My daughter was away with her friend. They they lit firecrackers at her friend's house. Nice. I had a nice, quiet evening I, with my neighbor. We looked at the stars, and I showed her this really awesome app. <laughs> That's, well, you know what? You, you got to do what you got to do. Hey, Alistair, on our three o'clock yes. show today, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, an, an interview that 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 I did a few a couple of weeks ago. Haven't aired on it aired yet, but I'm airing it today because I'll probably be late to the three o'clock. So it's gonna be automatically live going out. I just want you to okay. tell you so that when you go into the room, you can tell the PDR posse what's been happening because I have some I errands to run. Great. I, I, I promise I will give it my best, but I can't make guarantees because I will have a five-year-old <laughs> at three o'clock. And yeah. Well, let me he tell you. Me on my toes. All right, my dear. Thank you so. Thank you so kindly for calling in. Thank you for all you do for making us a better world. You have a great one. Okay, Alistair. Hey, YouTube brother. We'll talk to you later. All right. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Okay, folks, continuing with the, the essay. And I, like I said, you can pick up the essay at politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. I'm going to go ahead and continue here. I said, they're also scared that Sanders subpoena power will parade the healthcare corporate executives in front of the committee. Their evil profiteering on the health of Americans will be made center stage because Sanders does not take money from PACs and other entities that commonly purchase politicians. They have no control over him. The words of a lobbyist, however, show that these guys have no soul. Worse, they think they can, pro- they can promote their soullessness to any senator. Here's what the article said. It's hard to find a lobbyist who has had much success working with his staff, meaning Bernie Sanders' staff. If the committee wants to be taken seriously on some uh, very important issues, they're going to need to be more open to talk with stakeholders, even ones they don't like, he said. Not all lobbyists are so down on the prospects. Michael Sorella, the leader of Buchanan, Ingersoll, and Rooney Federal Government Relations Practice, said he is optimistic about working with Sanders and his staff. Really? He can be educated just like every other senator, Strazella said. Listen to how he's talking. Bernie Sanders can be educated just like every other senator. Are you kidding me? How can you talk about you lobbyists going to try to educate Bernie Sanders on how to rip people off? 
Influence is a strong word, to be honest, but I do believe that he is open to continuous education and understand the impact of new policies. I don't think he's necessarily set in his ways about everything. No, no, no. He's set in his ways. He's set in his ways that want to make sure that every American has equal access to success, that every American has health care, that every American has all that they need. Understand what the lobbyist is saying. He wants to educate the likes of Bernie Sanders on the art of creating policies that support one stakeholder in healthcare, the corporation. To hell with the people. The healthcare industry continues to harm. Bernie Sanders cannot do it alone. Americans must first learn the detail of how the corporate structure uses our health solely for profit, our well-being be damned. And then we must mobilize against not only our politicians in Washington, but our local and state politicians. Henceforth, I want to remind all our good people out there, Voting, we still have. You still have the power of one person, one vote. That corporate president only has one vote. What he does, however, is he has a lot of money to buy enough people to lie to you, to tell you what is not real. And what we do here at KPFT 90.1 FM Houston is just tell the truth. And why can we tell the truth? We're not here doing drug commercials. We're not here doing drug ads. We're not here doing hospital ads. We're not here doing any of these ads for these people that are there to misinform, which would control what we can tell you. We're just here to tell you the truth. That is why we come to you for funding, because it's only you that we have a loyalty to. And who are you? The American people. So folks, don't be fooled. Please, please, please don't be fooled. Fooled. And don't be fooled either. <laughs> I said don't be fooled. But, that, <laughs> but you know what? It, 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 that is like poetic justice, right? That's like a Freudian slip. Because as it turns out, if you allow them to fool you, you would become food for them. So it was a Freudian slip, but it was a good slip. Anyhow, folks, we're getting ready to get out of here. I want to thank all of you guys who called in. I want to ask more of you to call. And, you know, we, 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 can, we can take a lot more calls. We can actually be more proactive with, the, with our audience. I want to make sure that you guys have your say when you have commentary. I want to make sure that, that your voice is heard. I want to make sure that... If there are questions, if, there, if you disagree with me on any particular issue, no matter what, I want you to feel free to know that you're not going to call here and get shouted at or anything like that. We like the dialogue, and that's our goal here. Our goal here is to entertain permanently the dialogue with you all. So folks, remember 713-526-5738. Hit the number one if you want to make a contribution or go to kpft.org. And hit that donate button. Make sure that we are funded so that we can come to you with the unadulterated truth. Because that is all we're into. We're getting ready to close this baby down. Uh, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? 
out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.